see you, Jay. It's been a long Good time. Good to see you too, Travis. Yeah. Welcome back, Beards Watch Podcast, episode two forty. Charlotte's number one podcast recorded in the basement. It's me, J-Roll Nation. Second week of March. We've got March Madness coming up. Basketball, NFL free agency, all that crazy stuff. So before we get into it with our guest, Duval, how you doing? How you feeling? A&T could potentially get in the tournament. I see you got the beanie on. How you doing? Well, I'm doing pretty good, man. I don't know... If we'll make the tournament, we'll see. This is the actual first time we've been actually fairly decent in a while. But uh, we're doing pretty good, man. I have the A&T on, man. It's celebrating 130 years. Uh, so uh, happy anniversary for 130 years at A&T. But uh, if you're looking for me, Rod versus Duvall on Twitter, just Duvall on Instagram. All right, yeah, I know. It's already two North Carolina teams, UNCG and App State in, locked into the tournament. I saw, yeah, I'm not When does uh, Do you know when A&T plays? I think this week because this yeah. weekend is Selection Sunday, right? Yep. So I yeah. think if they don't play, I think the starts maybe either Wednesday or Thursday. But I don't think we'll we'll win it. Um, okay. So, somehow we'll we'll fuck it up. <laughs> this isn't football. This is basketball. Football would be a different story. Basketball, no. All right, Jeeves got the Tar Heels jerseys behind him. He's ready. Are the sure. Tar Heels gonna get in, Jeeves? Right now, I think we have a shot getting in. Uh, when we played Saturday against Duke, I think we were at the 10 seed. Um, but see how I like to see how far we can get in the ACC tournament, which started today. They play tomorrow, so I don't know. It's a it's a tough it's a tough season this year. But uh, you're looking for me, uh, Jeeves1988 on Instagram and Twitter. All right, for me, Jero Nation, Twitter and Instagram, the Beards Watch podcast on Facebook. You can find our podcast on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, at the Beers Watch Podcast. Subscribe, five stars, listen, all that good stuff. And then, of course, our YouTube, where you can find our beerio carts, our reaction videos, all that good stuff. Again, as I said last week, a Buzz Duval makes for some great YouTube content. Just talking trash, all that good stuff, him and Yuri. And then we've got one coming up uh, that we're going to release of... Duvall and Tyler, and, and Duvall's just talking trash through the whole thing. So it was good there. Jeeves and Duvall battling out for their numbers on the N64. Hopefully we get some other some other uh, races this weekend to get up on the channel as well. But subscribe to that. They see me rolling. And then, of course, as we've talked about March Madness, I'm going to throw it at the top. Join our Yahoo bracket, fantasy bracket, ID uh, 1402, password beards. Get on that. Free to join. Winner take all. You get a shirt. You get stuff from Warehouse Distillery, Wine Under the Bridge, Escape 109, all that good stuff, and your name on the trophy. So we'll see. Jeeves has won it before. He's got his name on it. Duvall has yet to get his name on any of the trophies. So, uh, you know, we'll see if he can do it this year. Probably not. I need to join. <laughs> I still haven't joined yet, so I need to join. That's so, true. Yeah. You can't, you can't yeah. win if you don't join. That's very true. Yes. So, all right, for our guest this evening, it's an old buddy of mine, Known right at the end around beginning into middle school, early high school through Nathan Schaefer. He's living out, the, uh, this guy's living out in California now, so we're going to get into all that. But uh, Travis Matthews, man, how you doing? Doing well. Thank you guys for having me. No problem. So let's, like I said, I think the last time I saw you was maybe one of the summers, you know, or, or a break during college at somebody's house just hanging out. So it's been a while, 10 plus years since I've seen you, but obviously with 
social media nowadays, it, you know, everybody can kind of keep up with everybody, you know, as long as they're posting all that good stuff. So you're out in Cali now. Kind of take us to – you went to App State. Then what took you from App State to California? Oh, man, that's a long story. Um, <laughs> so when I when I graduated – also, great to see you too, Jacob. I mean, it's just insane that we're doing this after yeah. you back in eighth grade, I think. Yeah, yeah. And Jeeves, I remember my mom introduced me to you when you yep. first moved out here. Or oh, first yeah. moved his, his mom sold my mom and dad's first house. Oh, well, how about that? Uh, yeah. I remember you came over to our house and we hung out. It was before. Yep. Uh, you know, it was like was, right Travis was actually the first guy I met that I knew that was going to Hopewell. Oh wow! Ain't that a small world? My mom and dad buying a house out here, yeah. Because <laughs> because yep. Travis, your dad had a spot up at the front of Cedarfield, and yeah. Nathan and I lived in Cedarfield. And then I think one day you skated down, and we shot like street hockey and all that kind of stuff. And then ever since then, just playing the backyard football, basketball, all that good stuff. Yeah, that's what did it, man. I uh, my dad moved to Cedarfield when I was in eighth grade, and yep. I was living with my mom going to Northridge. That's right down in um, Plaza area and uh, like university area. And then I was visiting my dad's house that summer and you guys were out there playing football. Yeah. And we were working on something in the garage. He was just putting me to work. And I was like, dad, I just want to go meet these kids and play football. And I went out there, played with you guys, met you all. And uh, that day I decided to move on with my dad and start a whole new life right there. So nice. Went to schools to Bradley, went to Hopewell, got to do a lot of turkey bowls. So yep. it's awesome. So like you said, Got to App State. Yep. What did you do? What you do at App, like? What you major in at App State? So I, I studied. I double majored. I studied geographic information systems. Okay. Huge waste. And then I also studied uh, <laughs> outdoor experiential education in the rec management department. So um, school was kind of a breeze. <laughs> I, I I just like I loved being up in the mountains, being up in Boone. Um, mountain bike and climbing every weekend met a lot of lifelong friends up there and uh yeah and i fell in love with it my first week of school at app state was when we beat michigan and uh so we like went down and tore our own goalpost down which is such a trip and then later that year we uh we won the national championship so we tore down goalposts again and then the next year i went to chapel hill and they beat michigan state in basketball and stormed franklin street so i feel like i've had like every college sports person dream right <laughs> absolutely <laughs> and uh yeah, so I was at App State, and then when I graduated, I spent a few years traveling the country, designing and engineering zip lines and climbing walls. Oh, wow. And, uh, and that was a lot of fun, but I had a few near misses where um, things could have gotten dicey. I probably should have died a couple times, but got lucky, came out on the other side of it all right. And, uh, and my girlfriend at the time had convinced me to, to quit because she just she didn't really like the lifestyle. She didn't like that I was gone you know, yeah. most of the, on the road. And, uh, so she took a job in Boulder and I moved to Boulder, Colorado for a while where I just started looking for new careers and jobs and what I wanted to do. And, uh, California was always super high in the list for me, but you know, I didn't have any connections out there. I didn't know a soul in San Diego, but I just kept looking for stuff and I eventually hooked up with a company and we got to know each other pretty well. I thought for sure I had a job locked in and then they gave it to somebody else. <laughs> and, uh, they said, we'll call you in a year, and uh, because our company's growing, we're going to need to add a salesperson to our team. And I had never considered doing sales. I had applied to do a GIS role with them, yeah. trying to leverage what I studied in school. And, 
Yeah, they gave it to someone else, so I ended up taking a job managing a zipline course that I had built in Gulf Shores, Alabama, and moved down to Gulf Shores, which uh, John Forehand actually lived down there for a while. Yeah. In the summer I was there, which is a trip. But no one knows, but Alabama has like 50 miles of pristine coastline. Yeah. It's beautiful, like white, fluffy, sandy beaches. They're like a quarter mile wide. It's a trip. No one would really know it's there. But yeah, so I did that for a while, but... You know, I got sick of hearing Roll Tide and just <laughs> my lifestyle, I just can't handle it anymore. And, uh, and one day I shut the facility down because it was raining and it was pretty serendipitous. And I got a call from this company out in California and they said, hey, it's been a year. We've grown. Are you interested in coming out? And I'm pretty sure by the time that conversation was over, I was already packed up and halfway across the country. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, before we get into what you're doing out in California, I got to at least hear somewhat of how you almost died. We just kind of... Yeah, you, you can't yeah, speak you just, those questions. You, just breezed, you just breezed over that like it was like, yeah, I just like stubbed my toe or broke my leg. You're like, yeah, I almost died a couple of times. I shouldn't be here. And we just kept going on with it. So, I mean, you don't have to go into both, but how, like, how does that... I mean, I've never really met anybody that's designed zipline and courses and stuff. How do you come across almost near-death experience there? Yeah, well, I mean, you're you're working high in the air, right? Yep. So we're, you know, we're climbing trees 80, 90 feet in the air um, or rock faces, and you're, you're drilling into massive rock faces above waterfall features, and you're drilling in platforms, and then you're also stringing up the cable. You know, you're talking three-quarter inch galvanized steel cable that yeah. weighs about a, about a foot, and you're pulling up. 10,000 pounds of cable or however much. And uh, so it's just, it's a lot of weight. Sorry, not 10,000 pounds, maybe like 5,000. <laughs> Still, is. a lot. That's heavy. Still a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a lot of weight, right? So then, so there's a lot of physics involved where you can kind of, and you can rip a tree out of the ground. You can rip yourself out of the air. You're carrying a lot of equipment. I mean, so it was, I mean, it was a pretty rad job. It was hard work. You know, we're just exhausted at the end of every day. But yeah, the, I'd, I'd say the most defining moment, and it was the final straw for my girlfriend at that time, was uh, I was restringing a course, um, I think in Tennessee. And so we had gone out to Tennessee as me and another guy, and basically the cable had been worn out. It had been there for like two years. Sorry, you're going to get a lot of kids running around. That's all right, man. I get it. 20 kids running around our living room right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we... You know, we're cutting the old cable, and then we're replacing new cable with it, right? Yeah. So you're bringing a spool of this cable, you're carrying it across the course. It's, yeah, it was such a nightmare to do. But um, but anyways, yeah, so we started stringing up a new cable. And the way that you do that is you, you kind of walk it across the ground. And, like, where we were was actually at a waterfall feature. So there's, like, a waterfall here, and there's a platform right here. And this is probably 90 to 100 feet in the air. And then 300 feet across on the other side is a tree where we built another deck, and then the cable goes from the platform on the waterfall, rock face, to the tree, to that deck. And uh, so you would zip line over there. So basically what we did was you take the cable, you run it up to the top, and you basically hook it on on one side, and then you walk it across. You have to go all the way back down to the ground. You walk that cable across, and then you take a rope, you pull up the other end of it, and then you use what's called a come-along, so basically, this is a pretty heavy-duty piece of equipment that straps around the tree, and then it can pull up to, like, you know, three tons of weight. And all it does is it uses what's called a Havens grip that hooks onto the cable. So if you can imagine, you have the steel cable and then a grip that holds it, right? Yeah. And then you use a come-along that's basically a crank, and it pulls this cable taut. So as we're pulling that tight, 
he, um, you know, we have the new cable strung up. It took up to come along. It's pulled taut. And I had to go across the other side to cut the old cable. But what I did was I had cut the old cable. And instead of going through the whole course and then walking about a mile around to go back up, I hooked myself in on the new cable, which I didn't realize was still attached to the Haven script on the come along. Yeah. And I pulled myself back across and my buddy was freaking out and screaming and I didn't understand why. I didn't realize that he hadn't actually attached the new line yet. Oh. So it was attached and I'm 100 feet in the air pulling myself across. So the cable had actually, you know, it's in the Haven script and by my weight being on there and balancing it, it had slipped out. And it was hanging on by maybe like, you know, a tenth of an inch or so. <laughs> oh, so I got to the other side and like he was just like pale white. And I didn't understand why he was freaking out. And then I looked at it and I realized like, oh, like you know, one more violent shake on that line and I would have just hit the ground. Um, so it was wow. situations like that, just kind of bad. So it's, it's hard to explain, right? And for the listeners, this is going to make zero sense to them because they don't have any visual cues. But <laughs> Yeah, so things like that, it just, I don't know, just not being smart, trying to rush through things can get yourself hurt pretty bad. Yeah. Okay, so then after a couple of those, like you said, you you decided, okay, I need to probably not do something as dangerous, though it was, like you said, enjoyable and fun. Now you get that call, you're already packed up in Colorado. So where, I mean, going to California, where'd you end up in Cali, you know, and what are you doing now? Yeah, so I live in, um, in North County, San Diego. So there's a couple like really special beach towns like in, that are just north of San Diego, about 30 miles. So yeah. I live in Carlsbad. We were in Encinitas for the last seven years, and uh, now we're in Carlsbad. It's crazy to think that I've been out here eight years this year. Yeah. But, yeah, so we just we live in a beach town called Carlsbad. So um, we used to be able to walk to the beach, but since we moved, we now have to drive. It's like a six-minute drive versus a walk. But that was super important to us to be close to the water. Do you, have you experienced your first, like, big earthquake? You know what's a trip? I haven't felt one yet. Okay. And they, they happen pretty frequently. I mean, maybe I felt it, and I just didn't know that was it going on. The biggest one that happened was the one, I can't remember what part of town it was. It was probably, like, three hours north of us, just, like, northeast of L.A. Um, one of the small, community, like, rural communities there got hit pretty aggressively. And it shook our house. Um but I was standing up, so I didn't feel it, I guess, because I was moving with it. I was yeah. cutting in the kitchen, but my wife and uh, mother-in-law were in the living room, and they actually were sitting on the couch, and the couch was shaking back and forth. Huh. So, okay. But, yeah, I've, uh, you know, I've never felt one, and I, I kind of hate that. <laughs> it's, funny, it, it's funny I asked that, because literally, uh, I think it was last March, April, or May, as the pandemic was raging on and starting up, North Carolina, Charlotte had one. And yeah, it, you guys got hammered. Yeah, and it yeah. was very weird because I was at work, and it's it was like one of those things where obviously I'd never felt one, but I'm sitting down at work at my desk, and I thought at first it was like somebody kind of the wall over just like ruffling in their chair or hitting the wall or something. I was like, that's a lot of shaking just to be like in an edit bay doing something. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you're just like, it kept, kept kind of going on, and then you, you look on social media and see everyone kind of talking about it. And that was real wild, and it was just kind of weird feeling. I mean, there's nothing you can really do besides just kind of wait it out. That's <laughs> all you can do for an earthquake is wait it out. Yeah. <laughs> it makes you, especially when you have kids, it makes you think about what's sitting above their bed, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So catch us up on that aspect. You're now married, got two kids. 
you know, yep. did when, did you guys get married in California? Yeah, so my wife, Sarah, we met out here probably like six months into me living here. Okay. Um, buddies that I had met just like through surfing and hanging out and uh, through a local church that we go to out here, I met these guys and they invited me, this guy Evan invited me to his birthday and it was at the uh, the Surfing Bowl in Oceanside, which is just like this classic spot. It's super grungy, but it has really cheap pictures. Everyone does their birthday there. It's kind nice. of a joke, really awesome at the same time. And uh, so I met Sarah there, and I thought she was just super beautiful. And uh, we, she thought I was a nerd. Like, since we got here, I felt super out of place because I was kind of a mountain guy that had been transplanted into the ocean life. Yeah. And, uh, so I didn't really quite fit in yet or understand the vibes out here. Uh, but yeah, so... I was super into her. She definitely wasn't into me, but you know, I stuck at it and we crossed paths a few more times over the next six months or so. And then eventually we started dating and you know, five years or gosh, six and a half years later now we're married. We've been married for five years. We've got two kids together. So nice. it's a good life and I'm super thankful. Nice. So is she yeah. from California? So Sarah grew up in a small Danish community called solving. Okay. Uh, it's like this quaint little Danish community that's just east of Santa Barbara in the St. Inez like Valley. So there's a lot of wine and stuff that comes out of there. Yeah. So her parents had, you know, she was born in LA, but her parents didn't want to raise their two daughters in LA. So they decided like, all right, let's, you know, let's move to Solving. That's a cute community that we vacation to a lot. We really loved a lot. So they went up there and tried to take their business with them, but it's just too small of a community. So their business failed and they eventually, after 13 years, moved to Missouri. Oh. And, uh, so Sarah had moved to Missouri kind of abruptly, you know, right before high school. And uh, finished up, like, eighth grade through senior year of high school in Missouri. And then the second she graduated, she left. Nice. And, uh, she, yeah, she went to school in Charleston, graduated from there, and then she lived all over the world. So she lived in Korea and Bali, Indonesia, spent time in Colombia and Brazil. So she's a badass, man. She's super cool. She's been all over the place. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm just super grateful to have her. Nice. Duvall, I know you got something kicking over there, question-wise. What you yeah, got? Uh, man, just, just as far as just, like, the life, um, what's been the biggest, I guess, transition, just being on the West Coast, living in California, I guess the life versus, I mean, you outside of, you know, Colorado and the mountains and uh, Louisiana, or Alabama, I'm sorry, um, like what was been the biggest transition? Because I know Cali is so much far, so much faster. So I hear I've never been to California, but that's here is faster. Just like you mentioned surfing, how was that? Like how was it like out there? Yeah, thanks for asking. It's it's a trip, man. It's it's weird because California is fast, but it's also really slow at the same time. Okay. I don't know how to explain it. It's. It's like everyone out here grinds really hard so that they can afford to live here. And I think if there's like one thing that's shocking about living in California, it's just how much it costs to live in California. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just absurd. And yeah, so like the whole prices and all that rental, it's it, it doesn't make any sense at all. Taxes and all that, it's completely ridiculous. So most people out here just grind. I mean, everyone works really hard, but they also work really hard so they can go play really hard. Yeah. And so it's just like, it's this weird dichotomy of like everyone's hustling, but also at the same time, you could be driving down the coast at 10 o'clock and there's 20,000 people in the water surfing and you're like, do any of you guys have jobs? But they're all probably servers or something and they're going to go work all night at a restaurant or something. <laughs> but yeah, so it's it's weird. It's Honestly, man, it, it's interesting. I think of 
of North Carolina is like California turned sideways because you have mountains, you've got beach, and I, it's kind of a similar lifestyle. It's just, and it's better weather, yeah. right? But I would say a lot of the Charlotte, it's kind of a melting pot yeah. in a lot of ways, and so is California. You get the same type of people who want to move to North Carolina as you get the same kind of people who want to move to California for the most part. So culturally, it's not that different, um, other than just like replacing for me personally, replacing mountain sports with beach sports and being yeah. in the water. Yeah. But yeah, you know, I never thought that I would love uh, love the ocean so much, and it's I mean, it's all I ever want to do for the most part. Nice. So, it's, you know, you get off work, and if my if Sarah allows me, and we've got time, then I'll go surf at night, and just you're in the water at sunset. There's dolphins swimming by or whatever, and. Uh, the water turns purple. The sky's orange and purple. It's just like it's just gorgeous, man. You get off work and you're on vacation immediately. Nice. And, uh, now, that aspect of it. Now, now you mentioned surfing. So, mm-hmm. as somebody that's black, that's one never gonna surf. <laughs> never gonna get out that far in the water. Now, granted, I can swim. But my question is, is well, what got you into surfing? And with as everybody knows, sharks in the water. Do you ever come across those? Do you ever fear that? And like, what's been, how has that been? Hey, well, let, let me tell you this right now. There are plenty of black people who surf and rip. I mean, like, <laughs> ah. I, I don't know if you call it, like, Sal Masakela, if you guys remember him, I don't know if you do. He was the X Games guy. He always yeah. hosted it as a dreadlocks. Really yeah. cool. Yeah. He's, he's a big time surfer. He lives out here. I, he's like somewhere in North County, San Diego, I think. He might be like South Orange County. But, He's awesome, man. He rips on a surfboard, and they actually did, after the George Floyd deal happened, they um, he hosted and kind of put together the uh, the paddle out for equality um, right here in Encinitas. So it was like five minutes away from where we were living, and like 10,000 people are out in the water surfing. And you can actually, I'll send you guys some pictures of that. It was really cool, though. And, uh, yeah, dude, there's a growing uh, black community in the water, which is just so awesome, in my opinion. And uh and yeah, some of the best rippers out there and some of the steeziest riders um, are black and they're killing it, dude. So, yeah. <laughs> Got a new sport for you to try, Duvall. <laughs> That's no, right. Got to no. come out and try it. Um, <laughs> my thing is, it's, it's just the sharks, man. Like, if, it, if I knew that the one, I don't know how I feel about the waves, for one. Oh. Two, I don't know about the sharks. So, that that's my biggest thing. Yeah. I mean, the, the sharks are there, right? But for the most part, I think you also have comfort in knowing, like I've probably, like I've probably been in the water to surf a few thousand times right now over the last eight years. And every time I've been in the water, I guarantee you probably at least 2% of the time, a shark swims by me and I just have no idea, right? Like they're out there, they're present, but they're not messing with people for the most part. You don't see them. They're not messing with you. So I think you kind of just find comfort or you justify it to yourself that, you know, you're out there so much that they'll just never get you. And it's rare. Shark attacks out here are pretty rare. Um, there's only been a handful in the last, like, 10 years. There was one, like, two years ago uh, where this kid was out lobster diving at a at a surf spot called Beacons. And there's also some nice reef there, and he was out diving, and a shark bit him in the back. Um, but he's totally fine. He's pretty- <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, man, I mean, the sharks are scary, right? It's But you just... You don't think about it. Um, I mean, there's days where if it's 10 foot plus, you're not thinking about anything other than trying to survive the waves themselves. And uh, and I think that was the biggest shock to me was, you know, growing up, 
going to like Holden Beach and Hill and Head and all that, Oak Island or whatever, you're kind of used to the, the East Coast waves. Yeah. And then the first time I came out here, my uncle drove across the country with me from Charlotte. We did it in like 54 hours. Wow. So all dads across the country. But the first thing we did was we went and jumped in the ocean. And, uh, and it was pumping that day. It was probably like four foot waves, which was like crazy for me at the time. So I hadn't experienced that. And it was the first time I'd felt the power of the Pacific ocean. I'm like, all right, this is a different thing. <laughs> but you, you develop a level of comfort with it, just like anything else. And you just get used to it. You practice it, you get better at it. So, yeah, you just write it off the wall. It's like getting in your car every morning to go to work. It's a killing machine, but you know, you still got to get it done. Right. <laughs> Like car, cars are terribly scary as well, but you know sharks are terribly scary. But hey, you'd be all right. Way scarier. <laughs> so Travis, is it safe to say that you're probably going to be in California for the rest of your life? Oh man, I don't know if my parents are listening to this right yeah. now, but um, yeah, I I've gone back and forth. Yeah. We've gone back and forth so many times. I would say like every summer. So the winter is when I'm just like, God, I'm so glad I live in California because it's 70 degrees and sunny. It's cold and rainy in Charlotte. My parents are miserable. Yeah. And I'm in the water. We're doing beach days every day of the year. Like, it's just, it's really rad. The waves are pumping. But then in the summer, it's still super nice weather, but the waves aren't good. And then that's typically when we do family trips back to North Carolina. We yeah. go back and I'll see family. And, uh, and it's like one of those things, like when we go to North Carolina, we're on vacation. Yeah. So we just put all the fun stuff. Yep. So we have this, like, we like leave that vacation. We're like, dang, that was fun. North Carolina is sick. I miss it. And we get all hyped and we tell my family, like, you know, maybe someday we'll move out here. Who knows? But I, I don't know. I, I doubt it will happen. We just, I just flew back in October, um, to, and spent a week in Wilmington yeah. to see whatever, if we'd want to live there. And, uh, at the end of it, I loved it. It was like, man, I just, I don't know. I came back here. It was perfect weather. We just, I don't know. I, yeah. To answer your question, we'll, we'll probably never leave. I, I keep telling people <laughs> that we might, but I just don't see it happening. Yeah. I mean, our kids can play outside every day of the year, which yeah. is just something that's great. You know, I it's rained like twice since, uh, since like last March. <laughs> it just, it doesn't rain. It's always nice. So it's, it's kind of hard to be. Yeah. Because that's what I was going to wonder. So your parents are still out here in North Carolina? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, my dad and uh, stepmom are in Huntersville, and my mom, uh, my mom's in Charlotte. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, that's definitely – I guess that does tug on the heartstrings just a little bit and all that stuff to be that oh, far it does away. Yeah, especially having kids, right? Yeah. I mean, my parents haven't met our, our newest kid, Brady. He's eight weeks old, and uh, they haven't gotten to meet him yet. So they just, they feel weird about traveling and flying right yeah. now, which sucks. I'm open to them coming. I wish that they would, but also respect that they want to do whatever yeah. they feel. Is good for them. Yeah. But, yeah. You, know, you know, it's tough and they haven't seen, my dad hasn't seen Jordy, our, uh, our three-year-old. He hasn't seen him in a year now. Yeah. So it's just, it's hard, man. Like I, I definitely hate that aspect of it, yeah. but at the same time, you know, I, I, I think about, here's the other thing I think about is when our kids are like 16 years old, right? Yeah. And they, they're looking through, you know, they're stalking my Facebook or something, and they're like, Dad, what the hell? We used to live in California, and we, like, kept it a secret from them. They're like, why did we ever leave? Like, we well, you know we wanted to move to North Carolina so we can have a bigger house, and we could be close to the family, your grandparents. They'd be so pissed. Like, really? Like, we could have lived at the beach. 
<laughs> for a bigger house and grandparents. So I don't know. I mean, there's to me personally, it'd, it'd be super special to have family close by, and I yeah. tried my heart to get them to move here, but <laughs> I, don't, I don't see us coming back. Yeah, I, I do say the biggest cheat code when having kids is being able to have family close by because it's oh, yeah, it's, sure. it's it's so clutch in, in a night like you know oh we want to go to a Hornets game on a Thursday night. Hey, can you you know tuck the kids in and watch them for something like that? And having you know my parents, my parents still sit, live in the same house in Cedarfield, and then my wife's my wife's parents live in uh, uh, Newton Conover, which is near Hickory, which is 30, 45 minutes away. So it, it is great that. But like you said, on the counter to that, you, you're living in a cool spot with great weather and you know vibes on vibes on vibes. Vibes on vibes on. Yeah, who knows? I mean, we'll see what happens. Yeah. We do. Uh, we have the we have the infinite cheat code right now though because Sarah decided you know at 32 years old she wanted to go to nursing school. Oh, <laughs> okay. So she's been doing that, and uh, she signed up for a two-year accelerated program, which was supposed to graduate in December last year, but COVID pushed it back, so I don't think she graduates till August this year now. Yeah. But um, but we moved her mom out here with us, so her mom's and I'm actually in her room right now. Ah. Her mom's in us for like the last year and a half, and it's kind of the best. Yeah. Like, last night dude what's it like living with your mother-in-law and it's the best thing ever she's super chill <laughs> quiet it's nicest lady she cooks for us all the time she takes care <laughs> of the kids sarah's able to go to school i go to work we can go on dates at night so um so we're kind of living that up right now oh yeah sure. yeah, yeah you you've got you've entered in the ultimate cheat code on sims where you just have unlimited money or whatever it is right now <laughs> <laughs> so Let's get into, I know a couple months ago, you released a kid's book, uh-huh. and you were pumping that on all the social medias. How did you kind of come up with that idea and just kind of elaborate on what it's all about? What were you trying to accomplish? All that good stuff. Yeah, so anytime I used to read Jordy children's books at night, yeah. I mean, let's be honest, it can be kind of boring, right? Yeah, it can be. And like, you can only, you can only read Goodnight, Goodnight Construction Site so many times, like, God bless Sherry Rinker, that's, she's like the best children's book writer <laughs> in the world, and I love those books. But like, you get kind of bored, right, even reading Dr. Seuss. And uh, so what I started to do was any book that had a rhyming scheme, yeah. I would just rap it to them. And I'm a terrible rapper, but I love hip-hop, like I grew up on hip-hop, it's like, I don't know, it's just something that I love. It's like all I ever listen to on my Spotify when I'm driving around and yeah. working out. And uh, so I just started rapping all of the books that I'd read to Jordy, and he loved it. And I realized like pretty quickly that anytime I would rap those books to him, he learned them way faster because it like turned into this song form. Yeah. And then I'd see him sitting in his room at two years old going through a book, and he was reading it to himself, but he was like reading it like hip-hop like I would. Yeah. And I realized it just clicked. And... Uh, but I didn't think of doing a book or anything. And then when COVID happened, uh, one day I was just driving around. I was like, man, I, I want to come out of this with something to show for it. And so I didn't know how long we're going to be in lockdown and what that whole experience is going to be like. Yeah. So um, I was actually watching um, Dave. Do you guys remember <laughs> Dave? <laughs> yeah, yeah, FX, that's a wild show, man. Dude, it's a very wild show. But. But I love I love Lil Dicky. I think uh, I just think it's hilarious. I love his music and all that too. And uh, yeah, I was watching Dave and just kind of one day I was driving around and processing the episode from the night before, and it just hit me. I was like, and I was also thinking about books because I was going to go to the store to grab a new book for Jordy. 
I was like, I should just write a children's hip hop book yeah. and like a book that's meant to be read as hip hop. And I started researching it and I couldn't find anything. Like there's no books out there that are really intended to be read like rap. Yeah. So it just hit me. And, uh, and sometimes you just have those moments where you just have like this infinite level of creativity, which I don't know, like most people are much more creative than I am. And I just kind of just had this moment though. And I went home and, uh, in like 20 minutes later, I basically wrote the entire book. Oh, nice. <laughs> like it, well, and I just put on some instrumental hip hop and just like wrote out and, you know, all these bars basically. And then suddenly I had a book and I like texted it to a bunch of friends. I was like, guys, does this suck? Yeah. <laughs> and they're all like, dude, this is super fun. You should do something with it. So yeah. And I just took it to the next level and, you know, published it myself and did the whole thing. And I, I always had a goal. One of them, I've always wanted to be a business owner. Like I have an entrepreneurial spirit, spirit but yeah. I just... I don't know. I feel like every idea I've ever had has kind of been too grand or it's going to require too much capital on the front end or I'm going to have to, you know, take a massive financial hit to make it happen. So it's just it's never really been worth it. But I figured this is like something that's on a small scale where I can see an entire business cycle through where you have an idea in your head. You put pen to paper, you create a physical product, you market it and sell it. Right. Like yeah. That's like a whole business. And so that's. That's what I did. You know, I went on Fiverr. I found somebody to do illustrations and they did the illustrations and I learned how to do all the copyright and all that. And uh, just kind of went through the whole process of self-publishing. I found a, a printer based in the U.S. There's only one board book printer that does like books at scale here in the United States. I didn't want to ship it out to China and, you know, it would have been significantly cheaper to use to use China for those books. But I just wanted to support the home team. So. Yeah. Yeah, so after, gosh, like I wrote it in March last year, about a year ago today probably, and uh, and six months later or seven months later in October is when the first book came in, and uh, yeah, it's been a fun journey. So, what was the response like selling books and getting them out there? Was it good, good overall turnout? Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, so I ordered fifteen hundred copies. Yeah. I've only sold 250. Okay. <laughs> so like, like we're in the hole. Like, it's from like a financial business decision. Like, we're we're getting wrecked on it right now. <laughs> I I think a lot of that is just like I'm not super savvy when it comes to marketing and social media and all that. Like, I tried to be consistent for like a few weeks there, leading up to um to the book launch and then after like post book launch, like just trying to stay on it. But man, I'm, I'm sure as you guys know, and I have so much respect for you guys because you guys are on social media, you know, you're doing your podcast, like everything, you're consistent. And I think that consistency is key with this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but I, for the most part, everyone who's read it, I think loves it. There's probably people who hate it, but they're not going to tell it to say that to my face. <laughs> they just want to be nice. Like, oh, dude, our kid loves this book, even though their kid threw it in the trash or something. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, I think that it's, most people enjoy it. It's been fun. It's got a great response. Um, and yeah, I, to, to take it to the next level, I would need to run Instagram ads because I, I think I've tapped out my personal network. Yeah. Like if you're a parent and you're in my network and you were considering buying my book or you would buy my book, like you've bought it at this point. Yeah. And now if I want to get beyond that and I want to sell the rest of my copies, like I need to put it on Amazon. I need to market it. I need to do like Instagram ads or whatever. Um, just to get it to the next level to actually sell it. So, so where if someone wanted to get your that book, where would they find it? Um, JawsEasy.com. JawsEasy. Okay. Oh, got the yep. copy right there. Okay. 
Nice. Yeah, you can you can even listen to the rap on there. <laughs> <laughs> so so it's a shark that can rap. Yep. Okay. Nice. Nice. So he uh, he takes you through the journey of spelling his name. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um. So you go to that. Do you plan on getting it on Amazon? Yeah, for sure. Um, it's just w- whenever I get the time. <laughs> I feel you. Yeah. Yeah, we had another kid, and our oh, first yeah. kid's already crazy enough, and and work's just been really wild lately. So, it's it's really just about finding the the right time, or yeah. really penciling in the time to get it done. Like I just need to make it a priority. Yeah. But if anything else, like man, I, I'm pumped that my kid has a book on a shelf that has my name on the spine. Yeah. And it, his name on the inside, like that's super cool to me. And so, my perspective, like, even though we've lost, like, $6,000 on it, <laughs> it's been worth it because, you know, I I don't know. Do you guys know Casey Neistat? The, he's kind of like the OG YouTuber, vlogger guy. Uh, but, I, have, I have to see him. I can't really call uh, right now. He, he's, he's kind of, like, pretty inspirational dude. He's super cool. But he his motto and the thing he always said was, look, ideas are cheap and executions everything. Yeah. And he just like he doesn't care about like what idea you have, no matter what value that can bring. All he cares about is do you execute on the ideas that you had. And yeah. for me, that like an experiment in executing something. Yeah. So. And, yeah. and I'll and I'll add to that, you know, and I'm sure you, I'm, I'm not sure if you have, but I'm sure you've seen the uh, Last Dance documentary. Michael Jordan always said that you always try and turn a negative into a positive. So although the negative is you may have lost six thousand dollars, one thing positively is. Look at how many people would love to publish a book and they haven't done it, you know, and then you also look at there's people that may have kicked out that same amount and may not have gotten 250 people to, to buy the book. They've only got 50 people to buy it. So now they're in eight, nine thousand dollars in a hole. So, you know, <laughs> although it's still a, a, a negative on from a financial standpoint, but a positive to where like you can sit there and say to yourself 20 years from now, 30 years from now, 40 years from now. You might be reading this shit to your grandkids or your great grand or something like that. So I think that's, to me, that that's really awesome. So yeah. I mean, a lot of people can't say that. Yeah, Duvall, I appreciate saying that. That's super true, man. Yeah. That's yeah, you're right. Like at the end of the day, like who cares? And the cool thing though is like all these books are sitting in my garage. So you know, if it takes ten years to sell them all, at least we you know we made our money back something. There you else. go. <laughs> yeah. Have you have you thought about like doing the old like go down to the local bookstore and and sell a couple of them? Do they buy some? <laughs> Um, dude, you know, bookstores are kind of a pain in the ass. They, oh, okay. Uh, oh, shit, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, they prefer that you use a program called Ingram Spark, and this might be just like getting a little too in the weeds, but basically there's this company that'll print, they do print on demand. Yeah. And this like a massive printing company that works directly with bookstores. So the bookstores like working with them because they can do all their fulfillment and ordering through them. So. Any kind of like indie publisher that they carry in their store, they require that they're on Ingram Spark. And, uh, and I didn't want to use Ingram because I didn't want to, I wanted to support, you know, the US based printer. And that was important to me. But, but we're in a few surf shops out here and uh, we're in a couple like boutiques and stuff. So, yeah, I think that's a win. And it's cool like going in stores and seeing my books there and getting emails saying that they sold out and they need to get a few more in there. So, yeah. Nice. It just, it just takes effort, man. Like, yeah. trying to get more and more stores. So if I just, if I took a week off from work and put the effort in, I'm sure we'd see the results from it. Yeah. And it's funny, like, anytime I've ever done a post, I sell, like, at least a handful of books. So yeah. I should probably be more diligent about that. <laughs> hey, man, you got you got two kids under five years old, so I know that's tough to juggle all that at once. So 
At least you got yep. that going. Who knows? All it takes is one hot wave, and you could sell out of those in a week or something. Oh yeah, I mean that would that'd be sick. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I think, like the ultimate dream would be some publisher just finds it on a bookshelf somewhere and be like, oh dude, we should hire this guy. Yeah. We should, you know, give him a big advance, and yeah, I'd love to make a career out of it. If I'm being honest, I just yeah. You know, hey, comes down. Just yeah, you just never know when when that could happen. So. Right. Yep. All right, Jeeves, you got anything? I mean, does your does I, I would only ask: Does your mom still sell houses, or? No? <laughs> <laughs> what are you looking for a house? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. She's got her team, the the Come Home team. I think is what they're called, Come Home Carolinas or Come Home <laughs> Team. But okay, so she then, so she went out on her own or something. Yeah, she went out on her own, and they have like a team, like she and her partner, and. Yeah, they're killing it, dude. They do really good work. I have so much respect for my mom. She's so hardworking. But, um, yeah, I mean, who knows how long it'll last. She's Last time I saw her back in October, we were talking about it. And uh, this is probably a whole other conversation. But, but she does have some concern about the real estate industry as a whole because of things like Zillow and Redfin and all that hopping, popping up. And she's like, at some point, there's not even going to be a need for a real estate agent. It's just all going to be awesome. So, I, it's but, it's hot out here right now, man. It, stuff stuff goes up and it's sold within like minutes. Charlotte yeah. Charlotte's hot. It's crazy. It's insane. The prices and everything that's gone up. So and yeah, I, I would imagine it's probably hot just about everywhere. I mean, it's it's more of a I don't I don't think it's a buyer's market. It's more of a seller's market. Yeah. So it's just like whoever is just trying to get rid of whatever. Like and people are buying above market price or whatever it is. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like every house sold these days is over asking price. Yep. It's just interesting. <laughs> so, Travis, back to the family stuff. Are you guys done with two kids? Do you are you just TBD in that? What's the plan there? TBD in that? Yeah. No, you know what's funny is I was really I was stoked to have a second kid, but I was really scared at the same time. Yeah. Because you know I I really value my time. Well, because you're an only child, right? No, I have a sister. That's right. That's right. You do have a sister. That's yeah. right. That's but, right. But my sister was four years older than me, so we never overlapped in school. That's okay. Cool. And then uh, she, so by the time I was moving in with my dad, she was finishing up finishing up her senior year advance. Ah. Okay. So you guys, yeah, it's crazy. All of like never met him, met my sister. Before. I know, but I, now that you you say that, I do remember you saying like again, you you being a dude and she being a female. When she's she's not wanting to hang out with you when she's sixteen and you're you know what twelve. I mean, there's that's like the opposite of wanting to hang out with your little brother. And you probably yeah. would probably want to hang out with your sister, but she's just giving you the husband all the time. But I mean, oh, yeah. so so you had two kids. Why why were you scared of having two kids? Yeah, and I think it's just a time thing, right? Yeah, I, I value my time. I value having the freedom to wake up at five thirty and go surf before I start work or finishing up work and getting water. And like doing things like that or going and hanging out with buddies or going out with Sarah on dates, like those like my time is super important to me and yeah. it's really special. So I was I was scared, honestly. Like if I have another kid, am I gonna loop that? But I'll tell you what, the second that we had Brady, I was like, dude, bring it on. I want as many kids as Sarah's willing to give me. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> we'll probably finish at three or four, if I'm being honest. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, who knows? Well, we'd love to have a girl. We have two boys right now, so we'll definitely go for number three and see if we can get a girl. And if we don't, maybe we'll go for number four. 
And if we do, I'm sure we'll have like triplets and just have like 20 kids running around the house. <laughs> so, so if the book deal doesn't work out, TLC will come knocking because you'll have like a 20 kids and counting out there on the West Coast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. You'll you'll yeah, start your own like surf team out there or something. Uh, this sounds so stressful, but yeah, I think that's what we want, man. Having a cool like family unit, a little squad. Yeah. Just so. Yeah, you get your own starting five. That's right. <laughs> yep. I'll come off the bench. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, you gonna you're gonna be the main shooter. You out there shooting threes. <laughs> you're the main shooter. What you mean coming off the bench? Hey, hey, shooter, shoot. Yeah, man. no six man for you. You you the starting uh small forward. <laughs> yeah, yeah, funny story about hoops. So um, a couple of buddies and I we we started up a basketball team out here a few years ago called the Wave Storms. Yeah. <laughs> the, the wave kind of a joke is like the wave storm is like the Costco brand surfboard that everyone kind of makes fun about here. But <laughs> so that was our team. And there were six of us on it. And uh, in our first three seasons, we went like 0 and 24. But uh, one of the dudes on our team, John, like is actually like super legit. And uh, he was like all state quarterback in high school and like super talented basketball player. But yeah, it was just so much fun just going out there. And then one day, it was like our first game of our fourth season. We were we were getting beat by like 15 at halftime. You know, you go out and shoot in, in between the halves. And I went out there. I, I sank 17 threes in a row. I'll never forget it. It was like craziest. I felt like Steph Curry out there. And I'm a terrible basketball player. <laughs> like, I'm not that great. And, um, and it just, I don't know, man. Something just like clicked. And at that point, we just we went on and won and went to like the semifinals that season and just like turned it all around. I was finally shooting. But then at the end of that season, I went back to just freaking clanking them every shot. <laughs> Man, the Wave Sharks, you're the worst team in the league for so long. <laughs> nice. You're on, a, you're on a hot streak. Yeah. <laughs> Had an extended hot streak for sure, but it didn't feel real. <laughs> hey, hey it's, it's okay. I remember um, there were moments where I think we played, Jake, we may have played two seasons together. Yeah, two seasons. We did a little up here at the Sports Connection on W.T. Harris. Me, uh, yeah, we were dirty rice. Yeah, we were dirty rice. Me, Nathan, Duval, Tyler, a couple other people, and and that was a good little time as well. But we had to, you know, speaking of time, we would play, and the games sometimes would start at six p.m., but then they could go as late as ten p.m. But then if a game before then went into overtime, I remember one time we tipped off at like midnight, and all, and all of us, I mean, mind you, we were early in our careers, so we were like mid twenties. And all that, but at the time I was working a very early shift, having to get up at three in the morning to get to work by four. And and when you're when you're tipping off at midnight and you're done by at least one, then it's a drive home and then shout. I mean, I it was like two hours of sleep. And and even other people like Duval's getting up at five six a.m. to do what he's got to do. And it was finally like, all right, like we need something a little more consistent, reliable, or we can't do this because having a game that you're supposed to tip off at ten. Doesn't tip off till midnight. Now you're too, you've been you've been at the gym for four hours. You weren't even supposed to be there that long. Yeah. <laughs> God, it's so brutal. So, how was that adjustment going from the East Coast to the West Coast? Because everyone I was that I know moves out there loves that time frame. You've got NFL games that start at 10 a.m. You know, any basketball game or any sporting event is almost early afternoon, early evening. So you're never really feeling like out here. You know, you watch. 
an NBA Finals or a game tips off at 9 p.m., you're like, oh, Lord, it's going to be 1 a.m. before I can finish this game. But you're out there starting at, like, you know, 5, 6 in the afternoon. Yeah, it's funny you say that. I, like, I go to bed, like, 8.45, 9 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm such a loser. And, uh, but, yeah, man, I actually love that aspect of being out here because everything starts so much earlier. So, yeah, yeah if there is a game or something on or if it's, like, NBA Finals, like, I can stay up till 9.30 and already finish the presser and the game's over and they're like, you know, they're so, Yeah, that definitely helps out not having to stay up till like 1 a.m. watching stuff. Yeah. All right, before... I feel like drink is probably better over there too just because, I mean, if the football game's on at 1 if it's 10 there, 10, 11 o'clock, I mean, you're good till 4 or 5 o'clock. Yes. You can take another nap and you're good. Yeah. So, so true. Yeah. So before we dive into our notebook question... What are we talked about without having the answer be your family? What are the three things you do miss about North Carolina? Oh man. Um All right. So I, I miss the mountain biking. Yeah. The uh the soil in North Carolina is so much better than it is out here. It's just like dirt. And okay. uh like I walked out like every ride out here. It's hard to explain, but like you can just lean turns super aggressively out there because just that nice rich clay and it just like rips your tires and out here it's just like sand so <laughs> you get on the bike a lot out here um so i miss i miss the north carolina soil um dude i miss like i miss live music like as much as i love hip-hop yeah. i also love just like showing up to a brewery or a bar and there's just like a bluegrass band playing or something ah, okay uh, and I, I just miss, like, going to places where there's just live music all the time. Okay. Like, there's the culture of that here, and it's cool. Like, I got out of the water surfing the other day in Oceanside, and there was, like, a band playing, like, classic beach music just, like, right there in the parking lot. They had this big old trailer. It's, like, 20 feet long, and there's, like, 10 dudes up there with all these different instruments and big speakers, and they're just playing in the parking lot for nice. whoever wanted to hear it. So, I mean, like, that's kind of cool, but I do miss, like, the music culture and the beer culture in North Carolina. Yeah. It's just... Well, there's good beer and stuff out here, and good, and the restaurants are awesome. But I, I miss that. I, I can't explain it, but it's always it's always different when we come back there. Yeah. Okay. And, what would the third thing be? I don't know. Home value prices. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. What is what's the gas prices where you're at right now? Gas prices. Um, I filled up the other night, and I. I don't know. I use a company vehicle, so I often don't look at it. Ah, okay. Um, but I did go fill up the minivan the other night. I think it was like four fifteen or something a gallon. Or Jesus, something crazy. Okay. What's a what's like a loaf of bread? Oh, gosh, I don't know. Ask Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah does all of our grocery shopping. Okay. On Amazon Prime. Okay. Yeah. Well, that yeah, you might save money that way since it is a little cost yeah, of living is a little more. Well, it's nice. She just sits on the couch and orders everything on her phone, and then just a bunch of groceries go up to our house. So that's nice. kind of convenient. Nice. I don't know. I don't know anything costs anymore. She does all the <laughs> so. All right. So we'll get to it. Jeeves, are you ready? No. No. It is the uh, warehouse distillery. That was that was weak punches there, Jeeves. Weak, weak punches. <laughs> really I don't was. know. That was that was a tough one. Warehouse distillery. Wine under the bridge. Escape one hundred nine. Notebook. I've sent Travis pictures from the notebook. While he looks at it, we'll do a little bit of housekeeping. He's going to pick a question, and then he's going to ask it, and we'll see where that conversation goes. If you've skipped ahead and you missed the, the jump of the conversation, uh, again, our Yahoo Pick'em 
Fantasy Tournament uh, Tourney Pick'em is out. Again, free to join on Yahoo. ID is 1402, and the password is Beards, all lowercase letters. And like I said, free to join, and you can win T-shirt. Jerrion has got that new circuit cricket system, so we're going to put all previous winners on the back. You'll get your name on the back, champion, Beards Watch shirt, and then a whole bunch of other good stuff from Warehouse Distillery, and wine under the bridge and escape 109. And if someone like Travis did win, I guess we'd probably just send them a t-shirt because I don't really know what escape 109 stuff would be good for him. Or I don't think Bridget's going to go out there and do a wine tasting in California when she's here. So we'll just wait and see if somebody out of state wins. But, you know, last year the coronavirus won. Hopefully it does not win this year. Doesn't look like it's gonna win this year. Hey, Jeeves, calm hey, down. Hey, Jeeves, it's too early, man. Don't do that shit. Yeah, don't you gotta be <laughs> calm, man. Listen, I mean, all that. I mean, everybody's everybody's been able to punch but tickets. Listen, we gotta so. stay. Listen, we gotta take it a day at a time. Yeah, Jeeves, teams punch tickets last year. Remember, it was like the Tuesday before almost. But, it was see, or that they weekend. Had after like selection Sunday last year. Yeah. So it was this upcoming. Yes, this upcoming week. Everything down. This is the weekend Sunday, that yeah. everything was shut down last yep. year. Yeah, yeah. Because so. it'll be a year that I haven't had a haircut. Ah. Saturday. Oh wow! Wow. Yeah. Now I, I went and got like a shape. Yeah. Fuck, but my barber was like, "Hey man, just let it do what it do." And I'm like, "Yep, <laughs> yep." Every every couple of weeks, I get it rebraided, and yeah. Now Duval, are you planning on getting the shot? The vaccine? I I am at some point, whenever I'm able to. Yeah. But also, I still want to wait a minute. Like, yeah. I know, like, both my grandparents have gotten it. Um, My mom's gotten it. I mean, I'm sorry, my mom gets it tomorrow. So, like, I, I and they've been good. My, my grandparents ain't got no extra limbs. So, yeah. we're, we're, we're good. So, how did, uh, how did uh, Brittany get her so quick? They deemed her an essential, from what essential, I know. Essential, could a, be it, yeah. Yeah, I think it was essential. I mean, she, she's she been working as much, probably about the same as you, Jeeves. Like, they, uh, were, they were on and off in the building from what she's told us. So Jeeves, I think, I'm surprised you can't get it. Yeah, Jeeves, you should you be able to get it, Jeeves. I mean, I probably could, but I'm like, I just need a little bit more time. And That's fair. A little, bit more, a little bit more of the effectness of everybody getting it, coming out, and all that kind of jazz before I... Before well, I, I, I I think one of the benefits that I keep seeing, like, I mean, of course, everyone's still going to wear masks, but I think, yeah. like, people that, if you're with people that have the vaccine already, I think I saw, like, you can have, like, small groups and everyone should be okay. Yeah. Like, you know, so I, I, like I said, I'm being optimistic, but shit, man, I'm still, listen, I'm taking it day by day. And yeah. Ain't no telling when they're going to have me going back in the office, and I'm not yeah. pressed to go back. Sure, I'm not. I, listen, man, I had to work, like, four three or four days straight going to the office, and I was like, this is this shit's for the birds, man. Yeah, I was like, I like these little, like, two days on, two days working from, like, I get a little uh, throwback of that. This week, uh, I worked, like, Sunday and Monday in the office, then I'm off Tuesday, Wednesday, then I just work from home Thursday, Friday, back in Saturday, and then off Sunday. So, I mean, I kind of like that. So, we'll see. I, I heard, I overheard eavesdropping at work when they were going to announce the full everyone back to work thing. But, you know, I kind of like this working from home and, and pitching that. If there's nothing going on, I can get it done from there, you know. So, yeah. we'll see and how. See, I know for us, I think the last thing I heard was September that they, they're not allowing anybody to even travel wow. or anything until September. Yeah. So, I'm imagining if nobody's traveling, there's no way they're going to let 100 people on a 
floor or sit on some sit on the floor by then either. So, yeah. You know, but things subject to change. We'll just yeah. see. Yeah, exactly. That's what I say. Just take it day by day. We'll just roll with it, yep. whatever they say. So. You got you one, Travis? Oh, man. <laughs> Some of these questions are absurd. I love it. <laughs> now, make sure you pick one that hasn't been checkmarked. Oh, God. All right. You guys keep hanging out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, Jeeves, I, th- I, Jeeves, I think you should be able to. You should to be able to. Like, I, think, uh, I, I, I think even, like, I was overhearing people, because they just put us down. We could get it because we're part of, like, the media and news, even though we're more sports. So you could sign up. But a couple people I know I work with, they said they sound like you just go to Walgreens, similar to get, like, a rapid test. You would just go to Walgreens, you sign up. And they've got, like, they'll show, like, okay, for today we got, or whatever day you sign up, 30 slots open. And they yeah. said when they went, they didn't even, like, ask them for, like, proof of where they work or whatever. They just gave it a shot, and you kept it, kept it moving, so. Yeah. I mean, so when, it, when it comes about, I may get it, or if the, everything's not out just yet with all the everything, all the stuff that I want to know about it is not out, then Fair I'll enough. hold off. Travis, you pick a question? Yeah, I've got one for you. All right, fire away. <clears throat> All right, if you walked into a gay bar, would you be hit on? Ooh. Hell. <laughs> Who the hell put that? Who put that in there? Is there a name next to that, or is it just girly handwriting? Girly handwriting? It's probably, it's it was probably Jerrianna before she got pregnant, when she was down here in the basement, buzzed, and she was just writing a bunch of questions. Right, random questions yeah. down. <laughs> uh. I would say... Depending on the theme of that night, I would say yes. Because, you know, there's those bear nights where you the people that like the beers and the the bigger dudes or whatever. Not saying I'm a huge dude, but, you know, I'll put some L's on since, since the kids come around, drink a few more beers now. But if it was one of those nights where it was like all the dudes that had the six packs, then probably not. I'm probably just kicking it in the corner. Just kicking it in the corner. <laughs> I'm going to go no either whatever <laughs> night it's out there. That, uh, I'm probably not. If I can't pick up a girl out of a bar, I don't expect a gay dude to pick me up. <laughs> you know, Steve, you know you could have left that part yeah, out, right? You, I mean, you had to tell yourself. He's like, what? What? No. No. <laughs> Fox, uh, Fox and the Hound ain't treating you right, Jeeves. Same old, same old. Well, wait a second, Jeeves. You just hurt yourself on that one. But I just woke up on Saturday or Sunday morning yeah. with like 15, I was at a house. 15 video messages of you filming this girl dancing around in the living room. That was at a friend's house that I was at. Oh, okay. So you didn't pick her up at the bar? No, no. Okay. Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh, um. I would say yes, just because I've been hit on. At a non-gay bar, wow. so I, I think so. Yeah, so hair, just, no hair, girl, right there. Probably so. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> All right, Travis, what you got? Oh man, so I think the reason why I picked this was because back senior year of college, me and John for you know John Forehand. So yep. me, John Forehand, Daniel Dooney. You guys know Dooney. And then uh, one of my longtime best friends, Josh Jennings, we did a trip up to Delaware, Baltimore, Boston, and New York. 
And during that trip, it was our spring break, and basically we just got hammered for like 10 days. It was yeah. One of the best trips of my life. We probably should have gone to jail in New York City, but we didn't. <laughs> and, uh, but we went to two different bars without knowing it over the course of that trip where both, both were gay bars. And the first one was at Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. And, uh, and dudes were definitely hand on my buddy Josh because he looks exactly like Nick Lachey. <laughs> <laughs> definitely see a couple guys scoping John Forehand out too. So I think, I think you'd crush it in there, <laughs> Jacob. You guys both have the beard, big, strong dudes. So, uh, yeah. And then same thing when we were in Brooklyn. Josh got chased out of the bar because this guy came over to us, he and his friends. Josh went to the bathroom, and they were like, hey, is that Nick Lachey? And we're like, hell yeah, it's Nick Lachey. (laughs) (laughs) He just got swarmed by like a hundred gay dudes who just like literally chased him down the street, and he was so pissed at us, and it was like the best experience ever. We all had a blast with it. And uh, yeah, so I say that because I would not get hit on because I've been to two, and I didn't get hit on. My friends got hit on. All right, you've got some science to back up those facts there, so nice. All right, Jeeves, Duvall, any uh, final thoughts, final questions? No, man. Good. I, I, I'm good, man. It was just good to catch up with y'all and, and yeah. Travis, man. I, I'm, I'm, I was go, supposed to go to Cali last year, but COVID hit, so hopefully at some point I, I, I get the opportunity to really see what the life is, and I can guarantee you, I will not be in any water that's above my waist. (laughs) (laughs) Well, come out, man. Let me know if you come. We'd love it. Okay. So where, where, if like, are you close to San Diego? Is that where you live, Travis? Is is it big city-wise to name the name? Okay. Yeah. Whenever we fly out of town, we fly out of San Diego. It's like a 35-minute drive. Okay. Okay. Nice. All right, Travis, any final uh, thoughts, questions before we sign off? Um, no, hey, thank you guys for having me. This was a ton of fun. I loved it. It's good to see y'all's faces. It blows my mind how long it's been, but yeah, yeah I enjoyed it. Bit of this, so thank you guys. And uh, yeah, go get the book. I feel like I should have sent you guys some copies before we did this, but I blanked. It's all right. No worries. You know, you're, you're still working through your uh, your hustle there, so <laughs> that's right. All good. But yeah, tra- what you have to do is is if and, and just remind, I guess, put the link to the site so that you know because because i mean we want to support yeah yeah but i mean i don't have no kids but i would still at least want to kind of support you yeah yeah you can go on there i uh, put together a rap on there me rapping the book you can listen to that it's a work bit of music you'll listen to all day but, uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah i mean i can read it if you guys want or we could just call it a day I mean, if you if you want to go through the first couple pages, by all means. Yeah, it's only like four hours long, so it won't take. Too <laughs> <long>. <laughs> go yeah, go ahead. Give us give us the uh, give us the full give us the full book then. All right, I'll give it to you. All right, what's Yo. up? My name is Jaws Easy. We'll learn to spell it out because I know it's not easy. You start with the J, and then comes the A. I think you'll have this down by the end of the day. But first, let's take a break and know these teeth are fake. And then we'll eat some broccoli, my finnas, and isosceles. Wait, hold up. Sharks don't eat broccoli? Kid, you crazy. Can't you see this water is getting hazy? Because the deeper we go, the less light that will show. But I'm swimming and swimming and grinning and grinning. And my teeth might be scary, but not like my boy Larry. Sup, I'm Larry. Okay. Where were we? Oh, yeah, that's right. Watch out. It's about to get tight. 
We'll end with the W, but kid, I hate the trouble. You were only halfway done, so let's pause and reflect on who we become. Am I misunderstood? There's surfers like to be in my hood, but I'm just a bit friendly shark, and I don't even bark. I digress. Let's sort this mess. Then comes this easy man. That dude is so steezy. He's riding the wave, and he must be so brave. But ten toes on the nose while I'm dropping these flows at these carvistic lines, and we're learning these rhymes. But I hope he won't see me, because even if I told him, he wouldn't believe me. I'm just a bit friendly shark, and my name is Jaws Easy. Please take it easy. Okay, let's move this right along. Here's the next part to our song. You'll learn to spell this easy, and I promise it is easy. It's Z double E to the Z to the Y. And of all the sharks, I'm the most fly, but now you can spell. How about you try? J-A-W-Z-E-E-Z-Y. Whoa, how'd you learn to spell so fast? Barely any time has passed, but enough has been said, and now it's time for bed. I think we did it right, kid. I hope you sleep tight. So rest those sleepy eyes and dream of new skies. For tomorrow we wake, and for breakfast is cake. We out. That's it. Nice. Ooh, very nice. good. Very nice. Yep. Very nice. Probably yes. sound better from someone who can actually rap, but. <laughs> hey, man, listen, you put together real well. Yeah. Hey, see, you got to somehow get that book, because the first book I kind of remember was uh, Llama Llama Red Pajama, and I think the Migos or Ludacris went on 106 and Park or something. And they were able to like rap to it, and that like skyrocketed that llama llama red pajama. So somehow, if you can get it over there and on one of those radio shows with hip hop, I feel like you could just you could that that a uh, garage full of books could be gone in a second. Oh, that's a sick idea, dude! Llama llama red pajamas is a tight book too. It is. It's a great book. It's a great book. Yeah, that was one of the first ones you talked about hip hop and rapping. I remember even before I had a kid, people sending links of them. You know, it was either the Migos and Ludacris. They'd always have someone come on for their show, and they'd have them read a couple of lines of that book. And that was a, just a great one to read. I love it, man. Hip hop based education. It's a it's a real thing. Yeah. So, love it. Nice. Well, appreciate you, Travis. Like I said, we said it last week with our guests. Even though it's been so long since we've seen each other, I still feel like I've caught up enough because of social media, Facebook, Instagram, all that kind of stuff. And before we do leave, do you ha- where can people find you social media-wise if you want to be found? Yeah, um, I'm not super active like I should be, but Travis R. Matthews um, on Instagram is where you can find me on that. And it's uh, Matthews with one T. Yep. So everyone always does too. You'll never find me with that. So yep. one T and Matthews. And then uh, just Travis Matthews, one T on Facebook. So Nice. That's All it. Right. I, uh, not on anything else, sadly. I should be. <laughs> Well, I appreciate it, Travis. Uh, stick around for a little bit afterwards so we can get a, I get a screen grab from this okay. as well to put on all the social medias. But, uh, again, appreciate Jeeves Duvall stopping through, Travis stopping through. And uh, I, don't, I can't remember who. I think Duvall finished his fall off last week. So, Jeeves, man, how do we send the podcast out? Peace.